You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kicking off a week of podcasts is Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on the day that the Suns tip the next round of the NBA playoffs. Bo and Alex, we're talking Cardinals football. Zayvon Collins, the first round pick. You can already tell. The kid gets it. We'll explain a hilarious story from over the weekend and how J.J. Watt, according to my co-host, has already done way more than some of the former leaders of this uh, Cardinals organization in the past few years. J.J. Watt already making big-time strides. The disrespect continues for the Cardinals organization no love from the national media. Are we making too much of it? Is the national media, do they have a better perspective than us? Are we just, are they not saying what we want them to say? Are we not hearing what we want to hear about the Arizona Cardinals as far as all these rankings are concerned? We'll get into that conversation. Also, uh, we learned something about Isaiah Simmons and his rookie season, which could kind of uh, shed some light on why he, you know, I think a lot of us would agree that he didn't have exactly the best season. He didn't exactly excel in year one as the eighth overall pick out of Clemson. We'll get into that conversation as well. Make sure you're following along on Twitter, at LockdownAZCards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Exciting news. Are we allowed to say it before the end of this podcast, Alex? I would wait. Okay. Wait. We'll keep it under wraps. We'll keep pushing it. But uh, big time, big time thanks to everybody who tunes in. Uh, we've got a little bit uh, more exciting news for this podcast as we just march on. And now we're you know a couple days into June. We're inching towards training camp. We're about a, about a month and a half away from that going down. But uh, it was yesterday, Alex. Um, not only did I have a golf outing, but it was J.J. Watt and the Cardinals rookie. Zayvon Collins had a golf outing, and it uh, kind of gave us... Zayvon Collins rolling his way down a fairway in the valley uh, because he forgot to pick up breakfast before they're around. Yeah, uh, sometimes <laughs> social media is a beautiful thing. It is. In social media, like the Cardinals are pretty top-notch with their players and their social media uh, presence. Like DeAndre Hopkins obviously is Bo Brock's darling. Some of the things that DeAndre Hopkins with, you know, pictures getting J.J. Watt over here, like DeAndre Hopkins gets it. And J.J. Watt makes DeAndre Hopkins look like me with social media. Right. Like J.J. Watt, just he just gets it. And, um, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. Zayvon Collins, it's not carrying pads. It's not bringing Egg McMuffins and having to roll <laughs> down the 18th fairway, which was Kyler Murray's idea, right. I believe, when they asked uh, when J.J. Watt outsourced the punishment for Zayvon Collins, seeing a big dude 6'5", 260, rolling down a fairway. It's fun for a Sunday. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're, we're going to get into this conversation. Of course, we, uh, I failed to mention the Arizona Cardinals as far as Julio Jones joining the team that they're going to face week one. We'll get into that because the Arizona Cardinals became bigger underdogs, according to our friends over at Bet Online. This episode, it's brought to you by friends over at uh, Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them that Lockdown Cards sent you. But... Uh, We'll get into the Julio Jones combo, but I just, I just like it. It's just good old fashioned, you know, ribbing the new guy 
the FNG, right? The uh, the FN new guy, Zayvon Collins and Kyler Murray chiming in, and JJ Watt taking the the lead- leadership role, taking the the kid out, letting him participate in hitting the links with him. We all know that the tea times have to be early here, especially in the summer months in the desert, or else you're going to roast out there. So 6.20 tea time, and Zayvon Collins, he couldn't pick up some breakfast on time. So DeAndre Hopkins, the birthday boy from yesterday, he turned 29, by the way. Happy birthday to Nook. He also was like, yeah, drop some breakfast off for me, and Zayvon Collins obliged. It was just a funny story to follow along on social media, and it's just I think it endures themselves to the community even more so. To where there was there's some people in that locker room that maybe took themselves too seriously before to do something like this. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I, we're seeing the a paradigm shift in the culture, yeah. you know, and we are, and it's the JJ Watt effect has already happened. Um, and you teased it before, and I may as well just get to it now so we can nip it. Uh, Patrick Peterson was always great because of the, his play on the field and what he did off the field, but it wasn't really. What J.J. Watt has done in the first two months already has more impact on this team than what Patrick Peterson did from a leadership perspective, in my opinion. And obviously, J.J. Watt hasn't played a game. Obviously, he doesn't have anything to prove anymore because of what he's done in his career. Patrick Peterson came in hungry, even being drafted in the top 10. You know, with the punt returns and and, and, uh, kick returns in his first couple seasons was awesome. It was electric. He was one of the best corners in the game. But I don't think we've ever seen. Maybe this is also with the pure... 100% 100% 24-7 infusion of social media where we see a lot more of it uh, now than than before. But, I mean, J.J. Watt's here. and J.J. Watt's already potentially the biggest leader on this team, on the at least on the defensive side, immediately. He, he hasn't even suited up yet. Yeah. I mean, he's vocal. I mean, he's a guy that does it both on the field and he does it, obviously, off the field. And he's trying to lead the charge. And as you mentioned, culture change and I'm not saying it was it was a horrible culture before. It was just a lot of people who were very business-like as far as the way they approached it. And it was more like a quiet, I'm going to lead with my play to where it didn't necessarily match up. I like this. I think that this is huge. And this is, especially for a guy like Zayvon Collins, I mean, when you see him in, in the hilarious video of him being selected, talking to Steve Kime on the phone and dropping all the things that he did, that he can be somebody that can follow in the footsteps and be a guy who's just as vocal out there and plays a position where it's really important to be a leader with your with a loud voice. So it was fun. It wasn't taping him to the goalposts. It wasn't shaving a stupid haircut into his head. It was Hey, we're just gonna you know have them roll down the fairway. I don't know if they, I don't know where they were. Did anybody say if they were at the TPC or whatever? It, it, they had some fun with it. Um, and then Kyler Murray, your other stars chiming in. It's exactly what you want to see. You want to see that kind of camaraderie from your from your team and know that uh, this is a team that's not only you know business like in their approach and they know that there's high expectations, but also they can have some fun along the way. Uh, it's just refreshing. It's absolutely refreshing, and it's a change of pace from before. It takes you back kind of to the BA days where BA kind of had that mentality. It's like come in and, and from 9 to 5, put in the, is, absolutely as much work as you possibly can and then some, but then we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun because what what else is this about? We're not just going to – it's not the Belichick mentality like we're no days off. It's – we're going to do some other things outside of these walls of the locker room to build our team. Yeah, and I mean, it's easy for tough guys to do this because 
you're going to be like, okay, you're really not going to not be threatened by me when I put on the 99 on Sundays. Right. He can do whatever he wants. He can dress in a clown costume every day. And when he walks on uh, to the football field, he's going to be feared like he has been. Mm -hmm. So you have that inherent value when you are a large man who (laughs) happens to be really good at football, but also he's the perfect infusion of philanthropy, what he did for Houston, raising all that money during the hurricane and then just being a good teammate. He's a leader. It's just guys. Some guys just are this way. Right. He's not trying to do it. And I mean, that's not to say that what Kyler Murray is doing isn't leadership. People are they're just different. Yeah, they're just different. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. There was the big deal on Sunday. Uh, we had our video come out on Friday about, uh, you know, what, what should the Arizona Cardinals, what should the trade look like? And probably would have gotten the deal done. But the reports are that the Arizona Cardinals checked in on Julio. But did they make an actual offer for the seven-time Pro Bowler? We'll tell you. It's coming up. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnAZCards. We've got a pair of NBA playoff games on tap tonight. Nets, one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bucks in Game 2 of that series. You like Giannis in Milwaukee or you like Brooklyn? How about the Suns, four-and-a-half-point favorites to open up their series against the Nuggets? Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, UFC, MMA, of course, Major League Baseball. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website, your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so Bo and Alex hanging out with you on a Monday morning. This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices. DeAndre Hopkins, the uh, birthday boy yesterday. Where does he stack up? I mean, it's like DeAndre Hopkins, if you have him on your roster... You've already got one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. It's like wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins and then a ham sandwich, and you've got a top 10 wide receiver core. But Julio Jones now going to the Music City. He's now in Nashville. He joins A.J. Brown. That's a very impressive duo. Um, Where does that stack up? And the Arizona Cardinals, of course, have to face them week one with a very questionable cornerback room, Alex. Yeah, um, and for those that are wondering, on this podcast, I'm the DeAndre Hopkins, Bo is the ham sandwich, with <laughs> okay. with extra mayonnaise, just super oh. gross. Um, I hope Julio Jones likes to block. Yeah, like I don't under I don't get it. Derrick Henry is going to touch the ball 28 times a game, and I know that they throw the ball more than people give them credit for. And I know that Ryan Tannehill has got a pretty nice deep ball, um, but AJ Brown's the man that's going to eat there. Like, it, I don't know if they talked to Julio about this, if he had any sort of car blanche when it comes to the actual trade. I think he had a no trade clause, but I'm not 100% sure. So obviously he would be cool living there and playing there. It's not in the NFC. It's not in the NFC West. They just happen to have to play them week one. So this is kind of the best. If it was if it was Seattle who made a late push, it's San Francisco was always in the in the running, and so are the Rams. It's a win in that regard that he's not in the NFC West. And we may see next year that, he is a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. I just need to see it. It's always drafting a wide receiver in fantasy football one year too late before you know. And we don't know if that was last year or if that was just a bad team 
and he was injured. I mean, we really don't know if he's got anything left in the tank from wide receiver one light. It really is an inch. It's tough to tell because obviously we see the exception to the rule. We see Larry. We've seen it play out. Larry Fitzgerald played at a very high level through his age thirty six year, which is incredible. But very, you know, outside of maybe Jerry Rice and Jerry Rice at the end of his career was not even close to the wide receiver that he was earlier in his career. Uh, I mean, when we talk about Nashville, when we talk about the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Randy Moss's last season in the NFL, he was a member of the Titans. A lot of people forget that. He was 33 years old. So production does wane at this stage in most wide receivers' careers. So to take on the salary that they're taking on with Julio, they didn't have to give up much. And and that's something that we're going to talk about right now. I mean, it was a 2022 second-round pick. It was a 2023 fourth-round pick. Very similar without the bad yeah. running back contract going to the other team, like the DeAndre Hopkins trade, uh, but very similar to the Nook trade. Uh, I, we, I, I was uh, made note of this. I think it was uh, Albert Breer who said this, that the Ravens discussed a Julio Jones trade with the Falcons prior to the draft, pulled out after they uh, took Rashad Bateman in the first round and never got back into the conversations. The Patriots never showed any real interest uh, to Atlanta for Jones, and the Raiders, for cash reasons, weren't in it. That's speculation according to Breer, but the Falcons did wind up talking to all four NFC West teams, as Alex and I speculated. We said, look, all these teams are in win-now mode, and they should all be in, and according to reports, they were, but with this, none of them made a real offer. And the winner of the Julio Jones sweepstakes, they're the Titans. The Arizona Cardinals miss out on an opportunity to bolster their offense. But... So, I just, I don't know why. And I know that a first-round pick would have been too much. Let's just put a put a, a cap on this. I know it would have been overpaying. Mm-hmm. But if it makes your team better, I trust that more than a 20-year-old kid coming out of college mm-hmm. right now. And I don't, I, I don't really understand why there wasn't more interest and you could say oh steve well he's a genius you know he's hurt and you know it's better to pass on uh, you know pass on a former star and he's washed whatever okay you don't know what's nobody knows what's going to happen with julio jones so to say that you do is it makes you inept but it's just i don't know i don't know why they didn't make a push throw your hat in the ring like for regardless of what Albert Breer says, you know that Seattle, that Russell Wilson did call or did reach out to Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Come play here. We'll figure it out. Tennessee had, what, $4 million in cap space for this year, and they made it work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what teams do. Aaron Freeman, locked on locked on Falcons host, the best thing he ever says every time. The, the salary cap is a lie. Follow him on Twitter. Great follow. The salary yeah. cap is a lie. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about how it happened. It's good. It's the AFC. It's good. It's a run first team with a quarterback who has some sort of limitations, but I don't know. It's just interesting to me because I think the Arizona Cardinals, their second round pick would be more appealing than even the Tennessee Titans, a team that, you know, won 11 games last year, a team that, uh, it was in the made a surprising run to the AFC conference championship game. The the previous season, when you look at their offenses, they have Tannehill, they have Derrick Henry, they have AJ Brown. That's already probably a better offense than the Cardinals right now. Why weren't the Cardinals more aggressive? 
Why didn't they offer their second round pick? Why didn't they offer a 2022 fourth round pick? You know, like why didn't they offer, uh, I believe it belongs to the Ravens or whatever, but why couldn't, (laughs) they're going to have a a compensatory pick. Why couldn't they make it work? Why couldn't they find the edge? Why wasn't an official offer made? Uh, that's that's my biggest question. I mean, one here here's my, you know, just playing devil's advocate here. He's like, well, they feel like they're they're content with AJ Brown, with James Conner, with uh, Rondell Moore, but still, I mean, the opportunity to bolster this thing, and and then pair Nick Hopkins with Julio Jones, which would be the best duo in the NFL, no doubt about it. Why didn't they take it? I don't know. I well, I, I mean, guess you can't play the, the only other thing I can think, there's a couple things here. One, they, I mean, a, I still think AJ Green's some, got some juice left in the tank. So if AJ Green's a wide receiver too, I totally get it. Yeah. But if he's going to play eight games, have 400 receiving yards and a touchdown, we know, they know more about AJ Green than we do. Obviously, we're obviously outside the building. And the other thing is, if you're Terry Fontenot, Terry Fontenot, yeah. their GM? Yes. And you draft Kyle Pitts, and you're probably going to be bad next year. Do you regret not taking a quarterback at four? Like if you're really in full rebuild, yeah, they knew they they knew they were going to trade Julio Jones when they drafted Kyle Pitts. You would think that they're not that dumb that Julio Jones wasn't going to be around. What the hell are you doing drafting a tight end? Right. I I talked to Aaron Freeman about that on today's Lockdown NFL podcast. I said, could would they want to redo, or did, did they know all along? Um, and he didn't. He he said that that's gonna that's gonna weigh heavy on Terry Fontenot and new head coach Arthur Smith. Like, did they take some missteps as far as how they tear this thing down? Because why not? Why not get the quarterback? Especially because things don't change. They traded Julio Jones. They're still in cap hell for the next couple of years. Like that that gave them a little relief now, but they still have Matt Ryan. Like, and if they wanted to get rid of Matt Ryan. What, what do you do at the quarterback position and what's your best option as far as controllable years and you know what financially makes sense first round quarterback that you have control of for five years and they missed it but I guess they were in on Trey Lance Niners obviously traded up took Trey Lance we don't know how they felt about Justin Fields would they have taken Trey Lance if he fell one spot uh, we don't know that but yeah it's it's a very it's a fascinating question um, and who knows what they would have done if they it seems like it's a misstep but uh they get a second round pick the Arizona Cardinals no good thing is he's not going to the NFC West the bad thing is he's going to play him week 1 and you've got a questionable cornerback room the odds have changed we'll tell you just how much it's locked on Cardinals Bo and Alex locked on podcast network you ever miss the days where you could just punish a candy bar guilt free well now you can't your favorite new candy bar it's a protein bar it's Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Bar none. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor if you are a Built Bar connoisseur like myself? Because there are nine delicious flavors with your occasional limited time flavor, but you can always rely upon coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite one, of course, the salted caramel. I like to get a mix box where I get three different flavors 18 bars, it's fantastic. Not only the bars, 
the best tasting. They're healthy, too. Most flavors have 17 grams of muscle-packing protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to the website, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. To be completely transparent, I have really no idea about cars. I don't. So when I'm you know, trying to find new parts for my car, or I'm standing there and a mechanic's telling me things, I, uh, I'm very vulnerable. Yeah, rockauto.com, though, it's a family business. It's one you can absolutely trust. It's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop auto and body parts, you get hundreds of manufacturers right at your fingertips. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and now even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need with just a few easy clicks, and they're delivered directly to your door. With rockauto.com, I can be a car guy. I can go online. I can figure out what I need and order it right there. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up at twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, so according to our friends over at Bet Online, the Titans just a little bit bigger favorite than they were out of the gates. Two and a half points. The odds swayed a little bit that it's just you're not going to see as much return if you bet the Titans and uh, and go against the Cardinals in that that affair. Uh, there was an interesting article I read, and it was from a a radio show locally. It's the the Big Red Rage, I believe, is it's a show that's on the flagship station. And uh, linebackers coach Bill Davis admitted that Isaiah Simmons trained at six different positions during his rookie season. A rookie season that, of course, didn't have your OTAs, didn't have your rookie minicans. Everything was virtual. And then during the season, here's a kid that was drinking out of a fire hose as far as trying to learn things. It's uh, it, it does shed some light. Here, but here's the interesting thing. So he learned how to play both inside linebacker positions, the Mike and the Mo, the Sam outside linebacker position, and then edge rushing position, and both free and strong safety as well as played some nickel. I don't really recall. I'd have to look at the tape, but I don't remember him lining up in most of those positions. It's like he was learning behind the scenes. There was opportunities at edge. There was opportunities at nickel and at safety that they didn't, you know, deploy Simmons to play during the regular season. I think Bobby Boucher came in and taught him how to be water boy. Also, <laughs> um, it's like so. Have you seen? There's a recent video, or a recent video uh, trend where you put a dog in the middle of its two owners, and the owners run opposite ways, mm-hmm. and the dogs just turn in a circle because they have no idea where to go. That's Isaiah Simmons with six owners of him. You know, if he was a dog with, with six people, they were part of his life and he has nowhere to like, you can't teach somebody that many positions. Jack of all trades was the one, the, the one cliche you wanted to throw up after the draft. Cause that's what people called him. Jack of all trades, master of none does not a good NFL player make, you know, you need to keep it simple. Go rush the quarterback. Look at what happened with Hassan Reddick. If the Cardinals don't learn from Hassan Reddick's plight as an NFL player, they will they will completely waste 
Isaiah Timmons, ma- Isaiah Simmons, masterful, masterful skill set. Don't waste it. I mean, that's what we Don't thought. Ho- so, I mean, we thought, okay, they're not they're not utilizing him, and they're not letting him start at these different positions, and they're not letting him see the playing field for you know even fifty percent of the snaps because they want him to focus on this. That's what that we thought. But now we hear this, and it's like, no, they were doing exactly what we kind of wanted them to do on the field to play, but he never saw the playing field. It, it's yep. just, it's another one of those things where, no, it is exact kind of like what we thought. Like it was, it was too much. It was overload for the kid, and they weren't letting him be more narrow focused in what his assignments were. That he's just learning the inside linebacker positions. So that is, you know. We'll see. And are they going to do the same thing with? Uh, I, I know that the the plan is for Zayvon Collins to be their Mike linebacker, but you know, are they going to also overload him? At least that's my my opinion. Are they going to overload him much like they did with Isaiah Simmons? And I think that would be a, a mistake. It would just be too much on his plate. But uh, it, I, I just found that kind of an odd thing that uh, was snuck yeah. in on the big red well, ridge. Also, you know. This isn't basketball where it's like, you know what? We're going to draft Jonathan Isaac. We're going to draft Don Maker. We're going to draft these guys that are just, they're not molded yet. And we're going to mold them into a player. Like Kawhi Leonard's a perfect example. San Antonio traded George Hill for the 16th overall pick to move up to get a guy that could legitimately not hit a jumper. Mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard was inept offensively from, from outside the paint at San Diego State. But they're like, you know what? We love his work ethic, and we can put him in a gym and have him take 500 jumpers a day until he can hit a 16-footer. And that's what happened. The NFL's not like that. You have to rely on so many people to be cogs in this you know, this story that's the defense. You can't do that where it's like, yes, 6'3", 240, sub 4, 440. We can work with this and just move him from his natural position. It doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm nervous about. With Zayvon Collins, Zayvon Collins is, he's going to be the tallest inside linebacker in NFL history, it seems like. So as you mentioned, they're going to start doing it again. But hopefully, again, with the Asan Reddick thing last year, just go, play to the strengths of your players. Don't put them in places because you think, you know what, we need a star here. We're going to make him a star. Let him be a defensive star and you work everything else out after. Mm-hmm. You, know, you fill holes after. I just I hope that they'll learn. I, I really do. Yeah, I mean we're talking about if you look at the comparisons of the good comps, it's like it'd be one thing if New England was doing this because you would probably trust that process because yeah, New right. England is very similar to San Antonio. If you said that the Suns were doing the same thing with a player of the caliber of Kawhi Leonard, does he have go on to have the same career? No, they, they probably I don't know. I I'm just very skeptical about this process and how it works because it. When was the last? You know, maybe Daryl Washington was the last linebacker that was that they drafted, they developed, and and before the off the field issues uh, took him off the roster. You know, that was probably the last guy that that really popped for them. So I am skeptical about their ability to do this, but we'll see. That's I mean, they seem pretty hard headed in wanting to build this like future of the linebacking position with Collins and Simmons, and as Cliff Kingsbury said, it's pretty. But, you know, is it going to be effective? Is it going to be impactful? Just like last year, the litmus test for the Cardinals with was a, a full-strength 49ers team. They ended up winning that game. But Isaiah Simmons, the play we remember yeah. 
was the quick in from Raheem Mostert, 75 yards to the house. And Isaiah Simmons was like, huh? Yeah. What just happened? We're going to get to see Tennessee in Tennessee and see if the offseason moves work and if this secondary of Robert Alford and uh, and Malcolm Butler. And listen, Malcolm Butler knows that team. So if there's any sort of insight, yeah. they're going to have as much insight as possible to that defense. But sweet mother, if it's 150 for Julio and 150 for A.J. Brown, I mean, Houston, we're going to have a problem immediately. You're going to have a brand new OC coming in. Arthur Smith's now the head coach yeah. over in Atlanta. You got you right. got you've got to integrate Julio Jones into the offense, and I think that's a little easier said than done. Uh, you know they they do have the old safety net, run the damn ball, handing it off to King mm-hmm. Henry, which is that that is the scariest thing. But if it, it is, if you're the Cardinals, what you know, do you, do you almost encourage that because it plays to your strength as far as your front? You would seven. think, yeah. But they better be able to stop the run with that front seven. Yeah, it's scary to even try to invite that, though. A guy who rushed for 2,000 <laughs> yards, the best running back right now. Real quick, you mentioned the 49ers. Uh, hopefully, you didn't have too big of a breakfast because this might make you want to throw up. Talk about bad rankings. Uh, ESPN's Bill Barnwell, shocker. That's a, this guy is a villain of the Arizona, of the Red Sea. He released uh, the bottom half of his NFL offseason rankings over the weekend, and the 49ers. Um, they, uh, they, I guess they weren't really, I I guess the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams, they rank 17th, 21st and 27th respectively, as far as the off season rankings are concerned. I just, I don't know. I just think that the Arizona Cardinals, the bottom half of these rankings for the off season that they had, I mean, that's the trend. And I don't know if it's just because the national media, they felt burned from that 2016 team, and they're they're like reluctant to. Say well, they could have felt burned from last year's team. I guess because everybody got on the hype after after eight or nine weeks, and then regressed back. But you add JJ Watt, you add Rodney Hudson, both to your lines, your offensive and your defensive lines. You add, you know, we'll see about the the. Um, the elder guys like is Connor and, and uh, AJ Green. I think those are some question marks. Uh, and then, but then I thought they had a good draft. I do. I think they and, and the, the addition of Malcolm Butler. I like it. I mean, it was necessary. Obviously, have they done enough as far as the cornerback position is concerned? Probably not. But as far as the Rams, sure, they bring in Matthew Stafford. I get it. They lose their defensive coordinator. They lose some key pieces to their. Defense. Their offensive line is still pretty much the status quo, which wasn't good. You have uh, the San Francisco 49ers who are relying on a lot of people to come back and be healthy again. They lose Richard Sherman. They uh, they lose their defensive coordinator, probably one of the brightest defensive minds in the entire game. They're going to go with an unproven guy in D'Amico Ryans as their defensive play caller. Um, you know, the quarterback position's in flux. We don't know which Jimmy G is going to show up, the one in 2019 or the guy that we saw early on in 2020. But yet, you know, the, there are these, they continually receive, you know, uh, high marks and they receive the respect. They brought back Trent Williams, who's I think 33 years old. He's injury riddled throughout his, you know, entire playing career. I just don't understand. It's like they, they seem to be like, oh, well, yeah, whatever. That's, that's all well and good, but. If they if things go exactly as planned, then they're gonna be right back. But if you did that with the Arizona Cardinals, they should be the team to beat in the division. Hey, Bo, um, how many ten loss seasons does Kyle Shanahan have Three. as head coach? 
three out of the four. And how many years has he been a head coach? Four. four. Okay. One so winning that's, season. That's not ideal. Oh, yeah. but um, when he wins, yeah. When everything is like just perfect, harmonious, it work. It has to be perfect for him. It has to be. There hey, can't be like a hair. Hey, bro. Yeah. Um, he wears Yeezys though. Oh yeah. And he's got a flat brim so, hat. He's very cool. Yeah, he's very cool. He wears a hat like an eight-year-old would wear. And he talks to you know, Lil his Wayne on too social small media. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Him yeah. is one win season. Now, just 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 as uh, Rondale Moore. Like I, I was looking at this. Like, how did the Cardinals draft stack up? Zayvon Collins was the least sexy top twenty pick that we saw. Yeah, I think right. That's fair. Yeah, I mean that was the least sexy. Rondale Moore. That looks like a bad pick. You think? Because he hasn't done anything since well, he hasn't done anything since his freshman year. He's been hurt. So numbers wise, he has less than seven hundred yards receiving over the last two seasons. So it's like, yeah, you could get out of all of the the sexy choices you can make a wide receiver, like Rondell Moore, you know, he blew the roof off freshman records. Yeah. But we haven't heard from him since because he hasn't been on the field. Now I'm not saying that's gonna happen by any stretch. I think they're both great picks at this point, but that has to lend, and they didn't have a third round pick because they traded for Rodney Hudson. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it, it, like it's, and they they have the guy who threw the shoe in the fourth round, <laughs> and then you know they didn't have a fifth, and then and they drafted Tay Gowan. So it's like if you look at the draft and Victor Dumikaji, it's like there was not one like, oh man, I know about that guy. Yeah, unless he threw a shoe during you know the bright lights of of an LSU Florida game. So I get it. I just still don't think San Francisco should be first. Right. No, and they shouldn't. But there, there is an incredible, just uh, there's a there's a lot of just national writers who believe that the Niners are just gonna somehow run it back. But like Kyle Shanahan, you know the guy, one of the key cogs, Nick Bosa. I mean, dating back to college, he's missed two of the last three years. He's basically missed it due to he had the core injury at Ohio State, he opted out, and then he had his rookie year. He played with DeForest Buckner. That was a big guy that they traded away in the 2020 offseason. That so no, but they're just ah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, Javon Clinton Kinlaw, he'll just pick up where this all you know Pro Bowl caliber you know interior defensive lineman left off. I mean, it's just I love how much you don't like the 49ers now. Like this I makes just, me happy. The, it just it's, it's sick. It's sick, but it makes me happy. And I agree with you. I, I mean, I agree with you with this. Like the overblown nature. It's like it's so Silicon Valley. Oh, they're the smartest people. Yeah. Them yeah. and the Warriors, they're the smartest people. Worst fans in America. <laughs> and, well, Ra- I mean, Ravens are, and, I mean, just the holier-than-thou crap that goes on up there blows my mind. It is it is ridiculous. We'll get, we've got more of that. I mean, we've got more of that vitriol for 49ers, <laughs> Rams fans, Seahawks fans. Uh, we've got it all, plus some exciting news coming down the line for you. Just stay tuned. Course to Locked On Cardinals podcast. Thank you for everybody who tunes in on a daily basis or however long, however, whenever you tune in each week. Thank you. Subscribe, review, rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow along on Spotify, listen to us and follow us on uh, Odyssey. It's a great app. And uh, follow Alex on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow myself, B O B R A C K, on Twitter and at Locked On AZ Cards. You guys have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.